You're listening to Our Space with Matt Batiste. It's not my space, it's our space. To talk about music, the scene, and more. Here's Matt. Our very special guests today are Paul and Steph of Greywind. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having us. How are you? I am doing fantastic. How are you two? So really good. good, really good. I'm cold. So what, we were in LA last week, so now we're back to gray old Ireland. You mean it's so depressing? Do you get really bad winters there? Not like really bad, but it's just cold. It's not like the way you'd be used to, like snow. And it's just stuff, it's just but... gray all the time. Like, yeah. it's like that's why we call gray wind probably. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is that is that the lore of the name gray wind? It's not actually. So we were writing our first ever song. And I have a T-shirt with all, like, the diables from Game of Thrones on it. As, you know, like, on the Game Boy, like, Pokemon. And Steph walked past it. And there's one of the diables is called Grey Wind. And Steph said it out loud. Like and I was Grey like, Wind. oh, my God. Put those words together. That's the name. That is, sounds like the music we're creating. And Grey Wind was born. So we're after a diable. Yeah. You quite literally picked a band name sort of like the way the memes say right you kind of stumble into some sort of thing and you're like oh that would be a cool band name fuck it let's do it (laughs) i love that so much um you said you had a great band story i don't know if you want to start the podcast off with that or if you want to get into that later like if you want to get it's our origin story it's very dramatic it's very very sad but then it turns out nice like but if you want to get into it later on like (laughs) yeah yeah definitely let's get into that later on let's start off with the social media side of things you guys have had like been killing it on social media lately like absolutely killing it i love it so much uh what is that been like for you it's it's been so crazy in the sense that it feels like we released our debut album this year yeah and that album was released in 2017 i don't think a lot of bands like a lot of bands i don't know if they're fully on all of them are in on it it's like literally the world is there for the taking right now you don't need a label you don't need a manager you don't need a pr or radio plugger it's It's like fans people can have it in the palm of their hands now to discover they can decide who they want to like and who they want to support and who who show they want to go see who they want to stream like it's so good yeah it's changed our lives yeah even just like for us like like this 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 story will probably tie into our origin story about how like social media has changed our lives but um but yeah it's been unbelievable and crazy yeah yeah and i mean you guys started in 2017 and released afterthoughts and then there kind of hasn't been much between there was there yeah. anything that was sort of happening in that time okay. <laughs> we have okay we have to tell the story now okay <laughs> you mentioned it before we hit record so i'm like I, I, at some point i need this story the way okay. you teased it okay we live in the south of south of ireland in the town called killarney there is no scene whatsoever like we were the only two emos in town we could never find another band never play another band members we could never even play a live show no so we'd go busking like on the street and play taking like sunday and my chemicals and people thought we wrote those songs people thought thought we wrote you out the e like (laughs) they literally were like oh it's great that's a lovely song (laughs) so we could so we could never find any band members so one day we were like okay let's just finish writing our first song let's book ourselves into the studio next week and it'll force us to finish this song and we'll ask the the producer, can he just put program drums on it and bass so we can hear what we sound like as a live band? 
So we finished writing our first ever song. It was a song called Afterthoughts. And we went into the studio, recorded it all in the day, sefted her vocals in 10 minutes. And then we were like, oh my God, this is how we want to sound. Honestly, oh my God, we heard us. It's the first demo we ever heard. So we posted online for ourselves. To me, just posted on SoundCloud on YouTube. The next day, Warner Brothers, Sony, and Universal messaged us saying, who is your manager? Who are you signed to? Do you have other songs? We're like, yes, we have more songs. We did not have any more songs. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to do it. I was going to say, when you were playing Taken Back Sunday out on the street, nobody walked up to you and was like, do you write that song? I'd like to sign you. <laughs> so we were like, uh, I thought people, had, my friends created like fake emails and were messing with me. But then I Googled them and they were all real on, on LinkedIn. I was like, what the hell? And like, I say this, my head was spinning because I was like, this doesn't happen. We have no fans. This is the first time we ever wrote, never played a live show before. So I had to take my dog for a walk to clear my head. 15 minutes down the road, I realized I'm just holding my dog's lead and I've got my dog at home because my head is, <laughs> my head is all over the place. So, I watched him walk back through the front door with the dog lead. Like, I, I'm, like I, I can prove that. Like, yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> Walking the dog with just a leash, nothing on it, just dragging it on the floor. Yeah. So we're like, what the hell is happening? Like, literally, what? So then um, the day, then the day after that, some of the biggest management companies around in the UK started emailing us and saying, are we signed to anyone? Are we managed? And we're like, no. And they're like, don't talk to anyone else. Don't talk to anyone else. And we're like, of course. Oh, <laughs> so then uh, we got flown over to London. Like we literally just wrote our first ever song, first time ever recording. And literally a week later, we're negotiating a deal with a management company. And straight away, they're negotiating a major record deal. And they're strangers to us. That's kind of the craziness. So then we're kind of trusting these people with our lives, I guess, like straight away. And this is like, we said, this is our first band. Never played been, a show. Never been in the music industry. Don't really know anything. We're very naive yeah. to it. I want to make it very clear. You know when people say this is like never played a show before? <laughs> we're not about like, not even saying that about this band. I mean, we've never been on stage ever. Like, like ever to this one. day or at ever. that point? Ever. Never yeah. been on stage in our entire lives. And we have all the major the labels. Band, like like yeah. never, ever. Yeah. So um, we're like, so me, we're having imposter syndrome. We're like, oh, what yeah. the every, what the hell? Yeah. So anyway, we, we ended up straight away signing to Universal immediately. And they're like, record your debut album. We're like, what? what? <laughs> okay, so me and Steph would leave meetings like and be like, wait, shouldn't we like be doing an EP and then touring it? Like getting fans, getting fans. <laughs> that we're being literally told, being advice from our big new management company and a major la label. Like we have the same label. We're on the same label as Ariana Grande now. They must know what they're doing. <laughs> so we're like, how we're we're, we're writing an album, songs that are inspired by Clarity by Jimmy World and like taking back. Can we get like, a, a Grey Wind like, song featuring Ariana Grande or what? Like when when is that happening? We're gonna sell out by album four. So. <laughs> so so then um they said they said go to demo the album for the next two months and then you record it so we're like okay <laughs> so for like two months i did not yeah. sleep because i was like this album is gonna like represent us for our entire life yeah, like even when we're dead and gone like people will be hopefully listening to this so yeah. i want it to be yeah, good it's a lot of pressure to... too yeah. exactly i don't think people realize when your dream is coming true right now 
but it's not coming true in the way you think. You're like, you're literally thrown into it. And I always heard like horror stories of like bands I even I love that hate their first album. And I didn't want that to happen to us. I wanted to love our first album because I, I just, I love it. And lucky for us is like, some bands need EPs and couple of albums to discover who they want to be. We knew from day one, like we are, we want to combine emo with like post rock. But this album is going to be like My Chemical Romance Thrice meets Explosions in the Sky Caspian. Yeah. Album one's going to be a beautiful Kansas Storm record. So we were then flown. We showed all the new demos to our our new label, and they're singing along to them in the meetings. We're like. We're doing this dark emo record, and this major label is singing. Like, we were like, "There's, there's gonna be a catch. There will be a catch." But we're like, <laughs> "We're like, what's going on?" So then they flew us to Texas to record. So we spent a month in Yeehaw. Texas. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> couple, so we couple Irish kids in Texas. That must yeah. have been a culture shock for you. So, was... so we're in the desert recording our debut album. I ended up having like a pretty bad mental breakdown. Steph had a mental <laughs> breakdown. No. No, it was really bad. I was having like panic attacks every day. It fully hit me of, oh God, I, how am I meant to do this? Like, I can't do this. <laughs> like, was it how... just the pressure kind of? Yeah. and it, The like, pressure of this album? Yeah, basically. And then, oh my God, a major label and then a management and oh my God. We haven't played a show yet. We haven't played a show. Even we're finishing writing lyrics, like as I'm about to sing it, it was all very kind of like, oh God, we're trying to, everything felt rushed and, but we were still so obviously so proud of this album, but it just felt like too much pressure and I I was just crying every day. And (laughs) even that's why, like for me, I didn't sleep for like months because I was like, we are not leaving Texas unless unless we think this is the greatest debut album we we could possibly create right now. And we left with that. We left like, this album was brought by like our uncle committed suicide and it kind of opened our eyes a lot. So this album is 45 minutes of us grieving. All these songs connect and are yeah. about like and even like that it's like i didn't want to mess that up as well because it's like it's well yeah there's extra pressure on top of that because yeah. it's so personal yeah exactly. exactly so um so then we got back from back from texas and a month later my phone rings and it's our man it's one of our managers someone who i don't really deal with as our one of our managers but he's ringing me randomly i'm like okay hello and he's like hi paul um just let Oh, you, know, oh, you skip. Oh, skip. No, wait. Okay, <laughs> ignore that. Ignore that. We get a call from all of our managers, sorry, and they say, "Hey guys, just letting you know, um, Universal are dropping the six acts that made them no money this year, and you're one of them." And we were like, "We didn't release anything yet. They sent us this. Like what? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So we're like, but then they were like, um, but they were like, it's all good. They're gonna give you the rights to your album back." and all your advance and and we as your manager we already have our own label through universal anyway so we'll release it through there anyway so we're like so wait we've been dropped by universal but we're still releasing it through universal but you're universal <laughs> okay so, so, uh, <laughs> how does that so all work well yeah so then um we were we could tell our managers switched off the moment we were dropped you, you can just tell the lack of kind of yeah. for us nothing has changed it's like we've written some incredible songs that even Zane Lowe was playing our songs and we're like, but they're... They were more focused on, okay... Industry. Industry. If the industry... Okay, if that person doesn't believe in it yeah. anymore, okay, they must not be good. Yeah, kind of it's thing. kind of like rather than listening to like the fans. So, yeah. but anyway, so we could just tell that 
that they switched off. But anyway, then we ended up um, playing our first ever shows. We ended up supporting Thrice, which was our our 15th time ever on, show, on a stage Thrice. was supporting Thrice in the solo show in London. Oh, my God. Which that is different. so exciting. Yeah. I remember when we were sound checking and then we finished and I walked back to the dressing room and Justin Kansu was like in the hall doing a little photo shoot and he just turned his head and like kind of smiled and I just couldn't look at him. Like <laughs> I was probably really rude like because I just couldn't. I was so nervous. <laughs> so, so then we got um we played Reading and Leeds and we got some crazy things. So, but then they were always kind of scattered. It'll be like yeah. one show, you'll be like on a high, you're supporting thrice. Then you wouldn't play a show for another four months. It was like every one other band around was touring while we were playing one show every three months. Yeah. And our album's supposed to be coming out this year. So, our album um was coming out in January and we were like, before we would say it's like November now, and we we're like, we just want to tour. We we've only played like sixteen shows, and our debut album's coming out. It's like it's kind of you put your trust in this these people, and and then you realize, wait, do they fully know what they're doing? Like so, but anyway, so then we were said, can we just announce our first ever headline show or do something special for the day of it, the day the album's out? So we announced our first ever headline show, and it was in London, and we did it in a church, this really gothic church, and like we sold it out. And like our management, like we thought, okay, that'll show them they'll get them back caring about us again. But it didn't. didn't So anyway, (laughs) so we're playing a solo show in London, and we had fans flying from Spain, Czech Republic, from Ireland, and this is our seventeenth ever show, and it was such a special night for us. But we could just tell our management didn't really care anymore. So then, um, we six months later. After we finally played our first show since our album came out six months it's later, six months. but what is crazy is in Rock and Ring in Germany, one of the biggest festivals in Germany, and we're in a ten thousand capacity arena. When we found out it was a massive arena, we were like, "No one's no going to be there. This is our 18th <laughs> show." But we walk out, and there's Irish flags, and they're chanting "Kerry," where we're from in Ireland. And we were like, they were chanting one more song, but we had no more songs. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I want an encore, guys. That's it. Yeah. I mean, we literally don't have any, unless you want us to like cover My Chemical Romance or something. <laughs> Here's my name. But, um, so then we were like, we're, every time we played, we we're doing something special, and the reaction yeah. from the fans were, but our team didn't really care about us anymore. So one, so then after that show, a couple of days later, my phone just randomly rang. And it was one of our managers. Our, the lead singer of the band isn't on the call, by the way. It's just me getting a random call. <laughs> and hi, Paul. Just letting you know that um, a lot of our bands on our roster are releasing albums next next year. And we don't really have time for Greymond anymore. So all the best. Goodbye. So I said, thank you so much for everything. All the best. So then we were like, okay. Oh, and then the next day after that, our agent, agent dropped us. Agent dropped us. So, so, so we, we kind of lost so everything. So just a pile... pile on right yeah so but okay plot twist okay (laughs) this is the moment where can usually break a band and they kind of like okay i'm not good enough blah blah i'm the opposite i'm like i felt that but paul didn't i was like i was like no i love it doubt me it's my favorite thing (laughs) um so (laughs) so anyway okay i love that by the way plot, uh, plot twist to the story when universal dropped us and our management were like, we'll release the album through their own label. You know when some bands say can sound probably bitter of like, oh, they didn't really care about me, blah blah. We have living proof because when we got when we got dropped, 
our new team forgot to put a record deal in front of us. A new record deal. <sighs> so, by, so because of that, we got a lawyer and saying, hey, just so you know, you forgot to make Graven sign an a, a deal, record deal for Afterthoughts when you, they got the rights back. They own it. Take everything down off, off Spotify and Apple Music so we can re-upload it. <sighs> yeah? Which we were like, so we were like, this gets into the part of the story when we're on about the years of us, a gap. So we said, we are not releasing a, any music until they take down Afterthoughts. They didn't make us sign a record deal. They messed up. They put no, we poured our hearts into it. That record belongs to us. Yeah. So they got back saying, no, Graven did sign a record deal. Joan in New York has it. Me and Steph have never been to New York. Joan doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Joan. Who's Joan? Joan. So anyway... It took, um, it took... And then COVID hit, so that took like two five years. years. So it was five... It was a long time. It was time. like four to five years of them get back and forth saying, no. So then in late... Red tape and lawyers yeah, always make yeah. music so they, fun, they right? Like saying, that's what music's all about. <laughs> yeah, so they kept on saying, oh, Graven did sign a deal, but they realized they messed up. But anyway, in late 2021, early 2022, they finally got back saying, yeah, we can't find a contract. Uh, we're going to take it down on Spotify, Graven to own it. And we and Steph were like, yes, oh my God. now we, we can, can begin. Finally. So then straight away, go on to TikTok. We re-uploaded it. I went on to TikTok, posted a clip of our song Car Spin, 500,000 views. The next day, I posted a clip of our song Afterthoughts, 1 million views. The day after that, I post a clip of a song called In Autumn, 1.8 million views. I then go on to Reels, post a clip of In Autumn, 5.8 million views. That's insane. So the songs that got us dropped, we knew that these are special and that... And we just believed, I think the fact we just believed in them and even the new songs, like even Antidote, our new single, we wrote that like even before Afterthoughts came out. Because that was that song is even about the rage and the pain we felt. Like that's us experiencing that. So the fact it's now out, like we've waited, we've had so much, probably too much patience. Yeah. But, so uh, now yeah. you get to tell this story. And yeah. the cool thing is yeah. that you kind of, you knew that you had this spark all along and you just yeah. needed somebody to believe in you. Yeah. And exactly. And it's the fans that yeah, so believe. Yeah, you mean so a lot, of, I think a lot of. Yeah. I don't think people realize before you had to rely on, oh, I need to get my song on MTV yeah. or I need a label or I need this man, this manager with big connections. No, now yes. it's all in the power of the fans. Yeah, it's so nice seeing even the messages we get of people just understanding and getting it. They understand. They're like, oh, my God, this reminds me of back when I was in high school or, oh, my God, I've never heard it. They, people haven't discovered emo and they're, they're younger and they don't know. They didn't live through that time. And it's yeah. just so it's just so nice to people. For people that actually get it. And it's what I love even right now is how emo's having its revival right now. And you can hear when something's authentic. Like you can see there's some people like trying to jump on the emo trend, like when they're song when they're not it. Yeah. Um but you I can think I think what's what's gone so crazy for us, like we went from we had three thousand followers and we're signed to a major label and have a big management company by ourselves. We get to 150,000 yeah. with no agent, no manager. When it's just real, nothing. it's organic. There's no and kind I, of thing behind it. I think it, people yeah. can see, like, yeah. oh my God, they literally grew up listening to Jimmy World. Yeah. We grew up listening, like, discovering Mineral. And you mean, I think yeah. people can tell, like, we like, grew up with this type of music. So I love when people can really. They understand the references. The references <laughs> and how real, like I said, yeah. this album was written 
after our uncle committed suicide and yeah. I can hear how real this real our songs are but yeah. um but yeah it's been crazy and like social media has literally changed yeah. changed our lives and so everyone if you're in a band get on tiktok get on tiktok get on <laughs> yeah Instagram, and don't listen to the music industry because like literally we had no connections to anyone and we lived the dream by signing yeah. to that major label and then we were thrown to the curb and then again it's the fans chose like no this band isn't done yeah. like so yeah yeah it's uh <laughs> it's funny how this type of genre of music you can really tell when it's real and when it's fake. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I did an episode with uh, Casey from the Wonder Years, and we were kind of talking a little bit about some newer bands as well and kind of mentioned to him, you know, there's a lot of really bad bands that are faking it out right now. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of really good bands that yeah. a lot of people uh, either they know of or they don't know of, but regardless, there's a lot of really good bands absolutely yeah. killing it right now. And those are the ones that are being authentic. But yeah. there was a lot of bad bands uh, <laughs> back then. You know what yeah, I mean? Like the, throughout that, that scene, yeah. it's just now it's 20 years later exactly. and uh, yeah, we don't always... focus on the bad bands anymore. Yeah. You forget about them because you only <laughs> remember the good in mm-hmm. hindsight. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it's really cool to see that you guys had that spark and you kept on fighting for it because yeah. yeah, sometimes all it takes is for you to believe in yourself and keep on pushing through that, right? 100%. Yeah, because it's literally, like I remember there was times I couldn't get out of bed. I was like, my anxiety and my depression was so bad. And Paul, like I always say, I'm so lucky I'm in a band with Paul because as you can tell, Paul's very positive. <laughs> <laughs> he goes on his rants and but that helped me so much like that was that literally saved me and then even like I always say the messages that we got on like Instagram and Twitter at the or X I guess it was just called um, uh, I'm still li- calling it Twitter yeah. I'm, I'm still calling I, I Twitter don't even so. have mine anymore I deleted mine I'm so sorry Elon Musk, but, <laughs> um, um, but yeah it's just things like that mean so much and even like i always say like the fans that has literally that saved us it's like even growing up when you get like a like or reply from one of your favorite bands that would make yeah i still remember like when adam lazaro tweeted me back in the day i still remember that like literally (laughs) yesterday i spent three hours responding to fans on comments and on dms and stuff because literally it means the world to us and like yeah, you know how much it means to you, yeah, so you exactly. are the same. I'm the same way. You know how yeah. much it means to you. So getting back to people is one yeah. of those little things that you could do. You could set aside yeah. a little bit of time, reply exactly. to a couple of DMs, 100%. even if, it, if it's just them saying like "lol" or "love the concept." Exactly. Like double yeah. tap. We it. like it's everything. Still, yeah, you yeah. know, acknowledging that you saw it and that you're reading it and that you're communicating with exactly. people. Right? They're the ones that have they've changed our lives. And you're nothing. Yeah. I just think you're I think some people them. forget you are literally nothing without your fans. I yeah. know some bands trying to play the whole mysterious card, but yeah. it, well, it doesn't work for a lot of bands. Like, and but I want to show how much we care. I get when you're in a massive, massive band and you fizz like if you're in Green Day, like Billy Joel's not just sitting there. Like, <laughs> yeah, know, yeah. yeah. For a band like. For most fans, you can... You have the time to yeah. respond, yeah. like, and Lily, these fans, like, you can make someone... You could save someone's life with a reply, yeah. and it means, yeah. like, so much to us. Like, our fans have saved our lives, and, yeah. like, and when you get a message like that, it generally means the world to us. Yeah. Is there a message that uh, you've received that stands out to you? Oh, there's been... That you can remember? It's really dark, sad ones, which I think, <sighs> you, if I say that, you know, along the lines of that, and that's been 
it's been so crazy see like reading someone say that oh my god i listened to this song and this literally saved my life like i can't imagine like that's the one the crazy. one of the saddest ones i ever read it was this someone's sister this um guy called tom's sister and she wasn't a fan of our music but she was messaging to say that he had he had died from cancer and our music helped him stand up on the days he couldn't and and she That's said so nice. and she said that he was he got buried wearing a Greywind t-shirt because he just loved us so much. And, and I was I like, mean, I, remember I was remember I was bawling my eyes out. And I remember we actually met him. He was our first ever headline show in London in that church. Yeah, and I remember yeah. finding photos from the yeah, like that first ever that show that meant so much to us. And I was going through photos, and I could see him in the crowd, and it was like I was crying my eyes out reading that. Um, but yeah, I don't think people realize the power. That music has on yeah. to help someone in like in their darkest moments and like how it like I said like how it helped us and and even the fans then kind of gave that back to us when I was crying and I was so sad and I couldn't get out of bed like they literally saved me so yeah. hearing them say that about us just means so much yeah like so those are heavy messages yeah. but they're always nice ones to receive to know yeah. that your music is making that sort of yeah. impact which mm -hmm. also i think speaks to what you've sort of been touching on before with the corporations and and getting dropped and all the stuff yeah. that you've been through like mm -hmm. music is so much more than that right exactly. like these, yeah a, a lot of them you know you can crunch those numbers and try to make as many dollars as you possibly can yeah. but at the end of the day we're working you're working in an industry where there's creative output and uh, it means so much to people and yeah. sometimes the numbers don't always show that at least not right in the beginning as well like you guys were still like you said a relatively uh new band mm -hmm. and hadn't played a show yet you know it was you sort of got that early attention yeah. and uh who knows maybe that was all for the best and everything oh, happens oh, for yeah, a like, reason right looking back it's the greatest thing that's ever happened to us we've learned so much and, and it, even now like being like like we said earlier with like Casey from the Wonder Years being our manager like that's that's amazing I'm like he gets it I wouldn't want I feel like all that happened for to lead to him to be our manager because he exactly. he just gets it he's in a band himself that has gone through struggles and he just gets it so, yeah, yeah even like the thing is what's yeah. so kind of exciting is like we haven't even played 50 shows as a band yet yeah. and we if we haven't even started yet yeah. and that's what's just so exciting right now is like building like an organic like a, authentic fan base yeah. and now having a, a manager that completely gets us and is like our favorite person in the world it's like yeah. but yeah it's just really exciting times and like seeing these yeah. these songs we poured our hearts into uh, our hearts into be discovered is um is really really special that is really special and it's uh it's really nice to hear that you guys have casey sort of taking you under his wing as well because obviously that's someone who gets it and has been through it all and mm -hmm. it's also nice that you sort of got to learn those lessons early right Exactly. Where a lot of bands might be grinding for five, ten years before they finally that get happens. that discovery yeah. through a label and then and go through all of that. And then it's like then they're 10, 15 years into That's it, right? We and learning that late. Hundred percent. Lucky in that sense, is we got the lesson early. <laughs> yeah, and literally like we own our debut album. A lot of bands don't, don't have that. that and they yeah. make a like a the succeed. And it's just a, and you understand that that band because you think that the the person in the label or that manager knows more than you. Yeah. And sometimes what I've learned and what Steph has learned is like a lot of people are completely winging it mm -hmm. and they don't know what they're doing. And yeah. sometimes you have to believe in yourself and like literally 
like find someone who like we've been through multiple managers and yeah. like literally now it's taken us like like years to find someone yeah. who finally gets, gets us and gets our demos the demos like we sent him when we first had a call with Casey and we sent us all the new demos songs that had previously got us dropped like we yeah, were saying multiple. and then Casey hears these songs and be like oh my god these songs are special and and one of those songs was Antidote and the yeah. reaction online has been absolutely insane in the last couple of days and we're so excited for people to hear what we have coming next so yeah, yeah. Well, that was my next question was no. Antidote. How has that been going? Have you been uh, loving the replies? I see you're on a bunch of playlists now yeah. and people seem to be having a pretty positive uh, reaction to the song. How has that been for you? Oh, it's been amazing. I've wanted to release that song for so long, <laughs> so long. So it's, oh, it's, like, it's crazy. It's kind of like so exciting because like with that song, even like the name antidote it's like our fans are became our antidote like they were our cure so i was like it's the, the perfect song name for then, our friend and then that song is basically us in that time thinking oh there's no antidote there's nothing oh my god everything i hate everyone they all hate me i'm raging that's what that song is it's a full-on rage it's just our rage but i love <laughs> but one of my favorite things about that song is i think it shows a different side of us that yeah. we've been wanting to show like we've always album one, the plan was always going to be like a can to Storm album, and then album two is going to be a faster paced record. I think even even I saw people referencing like they can hear Blink One Eighty Two in it. I even saw someone on X this morning saying it reminds them like a modern day Tell All Your Friends, yeah. Take Back Sunday. I was like, that's exactly. We wanted to lean into those bands more because Afterthoughts was purposefully the way it was, and we like Paul said, Explosions in the Sky, Thrice, and that those types of bands. But now. We're going to lean more into our pop punk emo kind of yeah. vibes. But then still have our thrice moments and still have that's why, Mike and McCormack. That's why I'm so yeah. excited. It's like even even with those references, it still feels like different. It feels new yeah, to people, and yeah. but gives that kind of new but has that nostalgia feeling. Combining I think, all of our favorite bands. And I think <laughs> people are going to be sh like shocked by what they're going to hear next because we have some of our heaviest ever songs yeah. and our biggest ever songs that are about to be released and i'm like it's gonna i'm just so so excited, I'm so excited. they're my favorites like we got a mix back of a song like literally two hours ago and i'm like people are gonna lose their minds and i'm just so if so no excited one else likes it, me and paul like it we're like yeah like, that's what's important and i mean exactly. that's a part of staying true to yourself with that first record right you stay yeah. true to yourself you put something together that you guys absolutely love yeah, exactly. and uh, even with all of the drama and bullshit that you went through yeah. it still ended up years later yeah. instantly blowing up because yeah. it was a good song that you yeah, believed in and yeah. when you believe in something other people can believe in it exactly too, right? it's like i think the aim like as a band is like, I want to be in my favorite band yeah. and I am in my favorite band. So yeah. like, I'm so it's like even listening to, I know I always, some interviews I see of bands that like they release albums and they never listen to them again. I've listened to us probably like 40 times a day already. <laughs> like, <laughs> but, so <laughs> with, with all the new music, it must be really exciting. Do you have uh, any set dates or timeframes for a second record? We can't announce anything fully know. yet, but another Graven song is coming very, very soon. Like, and then there will be more after that. It's not. It's not just going to be one song and then we're gone again. Yeah, we were in. <laughs> we were in LA in August for around two weeks, and then we came back for a month, and we were back there for another two weeks. So we've got so much, so, so, so much. much done. We're working with um, Sam Guiana, 
and Casey, um, both yeah. they're both producing our new songs and yes. just working with people that just get us. Like they love all of our fair bands. They're also their fair bands, so they yeah. get if I say a reference, they know what I'm talking about. Whereas before, with people, they wouldn't know what I'm referencing. Yeah, remember that blink when you were was it blink when? You oh no, it was. Yeah, I was literally one night before we were doing a track with Sam. I was list. I was what was I referencing? Was it obvious by Blink or something? And I was listening to it at like three a.m. and I was like, yeah, okay, I want that. I'm gonna go in and say that tomorrow. And then the next day, <laughs> Sam was like, oh yeah, I was thinking we should make that like obvious, like Blink. He literally said <laughs> yeah. what I was thinking. I'm it was like, kind you of, just get it. It's, like, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like it's like you know working with people that completely yeah. get you and just understand. Yeah, even like the references for. Um, even before we worked with Sam, we like we had a Zoom with him and hearing that all his favorite albums are our favorite albums. It's like you can go into that studio and just relax, relax knowing yeah. that this person knows what you're going for. Because I know some bands go into studio and they feel like, okay, I need to control every second of this. Oh my God, I need to make sure it's because I, I, we've been lucky we work with these producers that get us. So we can, we're in there and we can just focus on ourselves and what yeah. we're doing instead yeah. of and let them do their job <laughs> let them do yeah their job and working with people that you feel get it sort of opens up yeah. the room towards that uh extra creativity as well yeah. right you feel like you can be more of yourself which is great I'm, I'm happy help, to hear that yeah and even help push us even more yeah, even sam pushed me like he i was i went in confident with my vocals but he even got me to do some stuff that i wouldn't have thought of but and pushed me even more and i love that and i've yeah. learned even more stuff that and for even future songs now that I would want to do. And so, yeah, he just pushed yeah. us, like, even, like, you say, vocally, yeah. lyrically, like... Yeah, music. lyrically, he pushed us to write more lyrics instead of just, like, copy and pasting something like yeah. we classically do a lot because we just all... <laughs> yeah, sometimes we're, we're a very, like, when we have, like, we feel yeah. like this is the greatest verse of all time, it can be verse two as well. And then Sam's yeah. like, no. <laughs> no. He's like, no. He's like, you, like, he's like, you guys can do even better. And he's right. And so, he's right. And he's like yeah. taking these songs to the to the next level. I'm so, so excited. He's giving you that push that you need, yeah. which is exactly. great to hear. And I, and I think yeah. like even people that love Love Antidote is like, they don't even know what's about to happen. Like <laughs> exactly. with the new music, I'm so excited for them yeah. to hear because it's just like... My favorite Graven song hasn't been released yet. That's all I'm And her favorite Graven song isn't even my favorite okay. Graven song. Yeah. And my okay. favorite Graven song isn't even Casey's favorite Graven song. <laughs> yeah. And Casey's favorite Graven song isn't even Sam or other producers' <laughs> favorite song. So it's, there's something for everyone. So that's how you know it's going to be a good record when I'm everybody just, has a different favorite. Yeah. I'm, so, I'm so excited for you to hear it. Yeah. yeah. I'm so excited to hear it. Uh, one more thing before we go. I, I, I've been asking everyone uh, with this podcast, uh, sort of, do you have a favorite up and coming band other than yourselves right now? I think Sweet Pill, Sweet Pill are really cool and Pool Kids. Yeah. Um, there's so many cool bands yes, right now. They're just really cool. Yeah. They just look I'm, cool. I'm, I'm only fun. laughing because that was Casey's answer, answer oh, as well. What was that? <laughs> he didn't even say Greywood. What the hell? <laughs> Is he, like... okay, so he probably might have been a bit too biased. I won't. Like, I will be sending him an angry message after this. But... <laughs> going to see the Wonders tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow morning we're flying to London and we're going to see the Wonders for the first time ever tomorrow yeah. night. That's so exciting. They're one of my yeah. favorite bands to see live. That's wow. why when Casey had started messaging me, I got really excited because, uh, yeah, they were they were one of my top Spotify bands last year. And uh, I've seen them three times in the last year and a half. So they're going to absolutely kill it. And and obviously right. you're seeing them for the Greatest Generation Tour. So yeah. have so much fun on that one oh, i'm so excited it's gonna be so I good 
Yeah. So yeah, we have to get up at like five a.m. to get to get to the airport. So, yeah. but yeah, it's worth it. It's gonna be worth it. It's gonna be worth it. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Our Space with Matt Batiste. If you enjoyed yourself, please support the show by subscribing and leaving a review.